Hey, it's Marisa, and you're listening to Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney Podcast is sponsored in part by Holy Grail Clothing Company, an American lifestyle brand presented by the Regal Brand Incorporated. Discover high-quality handcrafted essentials from their collections for men, women, and children. Podcast subscribers can take 15% off their entire purchase with discount code HEARDTHAT15. That's H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5 when they shop the virtual retail store at HolyGrailClothingCompany.com. That's HolyGrailClothingCO.com. Holy Grail Clothing Company, wear your crown. I absolutely love doing volunteer service. I have met the most amazing people and some extraordinary kids as well. The cool thing that kids will always ask for when I am volunteering is books, if we have books available for them to take home because their passion and love for reading. There's an amazing author out there by the name of Trevor Romaine who has such cool books for kids that are fun and awesome with simple stories that kids can relate to and parents as well. The Trevor Romaine Company has a diverse collection of social and emotional learning resources to help children and their families become healthier, happier, and more confident. All heard that, listeners. If you go on trevorromaine.com today, you get an exclusive 15% off your complete order by using the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T-1-5, at trevorromaine.com. Trevor Romaine, no E at the end of Romaine. Dot com today. We have finally arrived, ladies and gentlemen. It is Super Bowl week. What's up, Heard That Nation listening in the United States and around the world? It's your girl, Marisa. I am excited as a football fan. The pinnacle of all games is about to happen this Sunday. If you are a Buccaneers fan, I know you are thrilled. If you're a Chiefs fan, I know you're thrilled. We got the GOAT versus the kid. We got the Bucks versus Chiefs. It's going to be a good one. Hopefully, it's not going to be one-sided. We're going to talk about that in a minute, as well as dive into what the heck happened at UFC with Conor McGregor when he fought Dustin Poirier, and a couple other fights that I found that were very interesting and intriguing. Uh, also, again, revisiting my beloved Detroit Lions and the quarterback shakeup that happened in a trade that went down a few days ago, and just remembering some of the greats and the heroes that we lost in the past week or two. Super Bowl is here. It has finally arrived. Uh, the Buccaneers, you know, they defeated the Green Bay Packers in their divisional championship 31-28. Uh, the Bills was no match for the Chiefs in, in their divisional game as well, uh, losing 38-24. Uh, one image that I want to remember, too, and I saw a lot. This is the funny thing about fans in seeing their comments. Uh, and that's why... I, that's such the inspiration behind this podcast is what people say on social media. And it's some crazy stuff and some interesting stuff. And then some stuff that just is just spot on. And you'll get to crazy more than the spot on, unfortunately, because people just like to dive off the deep end when they're trying to make a point And it just comes out to be a complete, what the heck are you trying to make? You know, delete block, you know, get out of here, delete your account. Stefan Diggs watching the, Chiefs hoist up their divisional, the AFC, the AFC divisional championship trophy on the sideline. I, I think and I hope 
No, let me take that back. I know that's going to be motivation for them because the Bills is not their. This is this will not be their only time that they will be uh, in a divisional round. They got something special there. They they need a few key pieces. Uh, Diggs, Allen. That's a, that's a great combo. Uh, several years to come for sure. Josh Allen's young. Stephon Diggs is young. Uh, they're going to work out some kinks, and that team is going to be on the rise. And make no mistake about it, and I'm calling it here right now on this podcast, you will see them in the Super Bowl. Uh, it will definitely happen, and they will make their move for sure. But getting back to the two teams that are in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs, uh, the defending champions, Tom Brady's leading the Buccaneers, who have not been in quite a while uh, since the last time I believe that they won their championship was the last time that they won uh, with uh, Tony Dungy leading the helm on that one. And no, I take that back. I am so sorry. Not Tony Dungy. I'm thinking the Indianapolis Colts, y'all. Sorry about that. Let's try again. How about... <laughs> uh, it, it'll come to me in a minute. But what the fact of the matter is, uh, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. Like I said, I don't want it to be a landslide. I hope it, it's not... Uh, John Gruden, there it is. Uh, he was the one that led the team. But anyways, uh, the, the <laughs> I can't believe I went blank on that. Uh, season. This season has been really good for both of these quarterbacks as far as uh, passing goes and making plays. Unfortunately, you know, the, the interceptions were, were quite often high. Kansas City's coming in with a 14-2 record. Tampa Bay's 11-5 record. I believe they were the number fifth seed. Tom Brady's 43 and just basically like the Benjamin Button of the NFL. He's just ageless. And on record, I saw on the news that he possibly is going to keep playing until he's 45. Part of me is like, listen, Tom, I want you to just go right off into the sunset, be with your wife, your kids, wait five years. You definitely are a first ballot Hall of Famer. And when you do get in and this Rona is long, long, gone, 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 far away, we can gather again I definitely want to make my trip to Canton. I definitely want you to sign my jersey, and I'm going to shadow box that. No, it is not a New York, New England Patriots jersey or Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey. It's my University of Michigan jersey that I want him to sign and shadow box uh, in my she then, a.k.a. the man cave, but, you know, I call it the she then. Anyways, Tom Brady didn't do that bad this season um, as far as the stability of being in these games. Didn't get hurt, didn't get injured know how in the world he just continues to make some plays and everything else. His stats for the season, though, 401 out of 610, you know, 4,633 yards. He threw 40 touchdowns, had 12 interceptions. Patrick Mahomes, on the other hand, 390 out of 588, 4,740 yards, 38 touchdowns, six interceptions. Now, the thing that I will say about this, them being talented in their own right, I just got a feeling that, once again, both of these teams – Unless for some reason it'll be magical, but I've rarely seen it from the times that I've seen them play. Uh, both of these teams uh, play uh, different opponents. They start off a little, they have a tendency to start off a little bit slow. And it, it's just finding their rhythm. Like it'll take them like the half of the, the quarter to going into the second quarter to finally start having their rhythm. The defenses on both sides, you know, making some careless plays. We're not making the key plays uh, to stop the, the offense on both sides of the field. And uh, like I said, I don't know if it's going to start off quick or if we're just going to see what we normally see uh, on games that has happened this season. Uh, I do like the fact that 
They got some great weapons on both sides. You know, you got Mike Evans, who's been a key component on, on the Buccaneers side. That is, I think that if he gets involved, he will be a factor. I mean, this season alone, he has 70 receptions. He did have 1,000 yards this season and caught 13 touchdowns. Um, the big factor, the big man, that number 87, he's going to be amazing because he just went off on the last game against the Chiefs. That's Travis Kelsey. He had 106 receptions, about 1,000, well, 1,400 yards he had, 11 touchdowns that he caught this season. Uh, I believe uh, Mahomes will get him heavily involved. The running back, that has just been absolutely amazing, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire for the Chiefs. Um, uh, 181 carries, 800 yards, four touchdowns, just absolutely astounding and stellar there. Uh, Jones for the Buccaneers, 192 yards. 192 carries and 178 yards. It's almost, almost a thousand yard season. He had seven touchdowns. Uh, getting those key weapons and getting them involved, the defense on both sides of the field need to pick up, but it's just a question. It's a matter of who is going to start hot first. Who's going to make the key plays? Who's going to uh, let their players just unleash? I mean, I got a feeling Clyde Edwards Hilaire may be that guy for the Chiefs if the way that Patrick's been throwing as of late may happen. He he may be that guy to just shuffle off. Where on the other side of the fence, you got oh, let me go back to it. You got Le'Veon Bell. If he gets involved in this game, which we should see uh, on the, the Buccaneers side, Antonio Brown. You know now it could be an opportunity where he captures his first ring. I don't know. Uh, my prediction on this game is going to be a close one. Uh, I, I think it's going to start off slow. After something's going to happen after, you know, the weekend comes and rocks the the halftime show, which I'm looking forward to that, I believe. Also, they said Miley Cyrus is going to be a part of it as well. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to a close game, I think, just because that's my guy and he is a Michigan man. I think Tom is going to get his seventh ring, I believe, and somebody can correct me on the, the stats of that. I believe that will be the all-time, uh, the most championships uh, one person will have. He, there'll be a seventh uh, ring. He'll be the oldest quarterback to do it at the young age of 43. My prediction, my score is going to be, let's see, 35-31. They, uh, The Buccaneers will do something amazing in the beginning of the fourth quarter. I don't know what it is. Somebody's going to be the key Factor of that, then of course, of course, the MVP is going to go to Tom Brady. I mean, nobody else is going to do it. So he's going to be the MVP. I'm looking forward to this game. Have snacks on standby. If somebody's got a barbecue, make sure that you invite me over. Social distance, of course. We can't have uh, big gatherings and everything else. And if you are having a Super Bowl party, hope you do have fun. But just operate in wisdom and make sure that you're not having crowds and crowds and crowds of people at wherever you're going to be, or if you're going to a restaurant or a sports bar or whatever like that there. Now, a few weeks ago, we were able to witness UFC on Fight Island. Uh, Dana White, once again, did not disappoint bringing these fights to the, the forefront. This one was Poirier McGregor 2. Uh, overhyped? Nah, this was perfect. This was absolutely perfect. Uh, I had discussed with several fans the, of UFC, you know, who they think they would pull out and everything else. And of course, everybody was saying, oh my gosh, Connor's going to be the guy. He's going to walk in there. He's going to do that. I wasn't so sure. I thought that this would go at least three. I, I did not see Connor winning this one. I, I, I 
thought that, you know, maybe three, maybe four, if it went the distance, I was going to be quite surprised. Poirier looked absolutely ready. He absolutely looked ready, looked like he was going to go, looked like a, a different person from the last time uh, that I believe that Connor and him faced each other and completely did his homework. Uh, just a whole different person that walked into that octagon. And I, I thought he's going to shut him down in three, maybe four tops. The second round, the second round, I did not see that coming. He wore out his, his front leg, Poirier with those just, just hard, massive kicks. He wore out Connor's leg like, like nobody's business. And just seeing that Connor couldn't stand on it. And I, they were commentating, uh, the announcers were just commentating like his leg was shot, his leg was dead. And my husband and I were watching it and well, I was watching it, the husband fell asleep. And I wasn't gonna wake him up because it was just way too good to miss and I tried. So being the good wife that I am, I took one for the team. So this was a, a really good fight where Dustin looked like the ready fighter to me. And he was. And he got the KO in the second round, and it was quite impressive of what he did. And I got I got to tell you, the comments that came in from people about Conor McGregor is that he should retire. Cut it out. Cut cut that all the way out. If you think at 31, 32 years of age, Conor's washed up, he's done, he's finished, and all that. No, no. This should be the fight right here where, number one, I would love to see a Poirier-McGregor three. Yes, I'm being selfish like that. There's no way in the world that he's not going to get it. He's, he's not even getting the title shot. And we'll even have to see to be continued if Khabib comes back into the ring and, you know, defends his belt or whatever, you know, the story of that there is. If you don't know, Khabib did retire. Um it finished out as a champion, but because the unfortunate death of his father due to COVID, he ended up retiring from uh, the UFC. We'll see if that lasts long, because I know that behind the scenes, hopefully Dana White is doing something to convince him back, because I would love, love to see uh, Khabib take on some matches, and I would love to see Khabib take on Dustin Poirier. That would be a great match to see so that he can get his title shot. But as far as Connor is concerned, there should be some several fights coming up. He will get back to the person that he was strength-wise. Uh, you're not going to see any of those antics. That is a whole chapter that's dead, that's gone. They overhyped that, and they bring in so much of him and coming in with the swagger, the walking, all of that stuff. I think that now because he's a he's a family man, and all that has to do with part of you know his mellow. But the fight and the determination is still in him. But social media was not so kind to him <laughs> at all, especially Khabib calling him out big time for uh, not being a focused fighter. But basically, you know, uh, I think he said something about him, you know, sparring off with with kids instead of sparring off and, and training with, you know, people and firing his whole staff or something like that. It, it was just like, you know, shade thrown towards <laughs> Connor. Connor basically responded to him saying, well, just come back to the ring. I mean, you sitting there saying that all behind you, your phone or computer or whatnot, putting this tweet out there. I mean, say something about it and come back to the ring and defend your title and everything else. Now, again, I just don't, I don't think 
that there will be a title shot whatsoever for for Connor because that's 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 all done with. And those that deserve it, Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier, Dustin Poirier, he should get a shot as far as uh, a title. Couple other fights that I found that was very interesting besides this one that led up to it, and this was my first time watching her on the scene was Joanne Calderwood. Uh, she defeated Jessica I in the third round. And when they were showing the previews, and this is so interesting and, and what I appreciate about athletes is that you look at their exterior and you're just like, oh, okay, they're gonna go in there and tear it up. Or, oh, okay, oh, I'm not so sure about them. I really did not know and did not do my homework about Joanne Calderwood because her 15 and at the time four, now she's 15 and five in, 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 in her uh, UFC, um, not debut, but her, her career, she was doing an interview and just was this quiet and just mild-mannered young lady. And I'm going, okay, what they, they, she's probably going to be one of those ones that just, you know, she don't give it her all. We'll see how it goes and everything else. I promise you, and those that watched that fight, I, I was impressed. I, I was, I was impressed. I was blown away. The strikes, the kicks, uh, the takedowns that she did. The eye, it, it be, I, I was basically I was rooting for Jessica I because I wanted her so bad to do so well in this fight, and you know she's overcome so much, and and you know doing coming, you know coming back in her career. Joanne Calderwood, who I, I got to put that in my memory bank next time for when I see her do and be in a fight because she is just absolutely amazing. And shout out to Michael Chandler for the KO on Dan Hooker. Did not see that coming as well. Quickly in round one, uh, Dan Hooker is is a great fighter to begin with. Uh, you know, twenty and nine now, twenty and ten. You know, deceptive record, but. Michael, Michael Chandler with, with the punches and the strikes and the kicks, I, I quick, quick knocked out hooker. Uh, that, that was far impressive. One of the best fights that I've seen him in. And I know that was a huge confidence booster and it's going to be great to see what other fights that he will be part of. And Dana, Dana White will put him in. So I, I'm looking forward to whatever that he's going to do. Uh, the, the whole, the whole, Pay-per-view did not disappoint. Normally pay-per-views, I'm just like, nah, I'm not, I'm not buying it. And so, not so because of the, the headliner and who it is and everything else. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen, it, you don't look at so much as the headliner. Look at also the, the undercard. Look at the ones that come on ESPN, because uh, ESPN is now the one that, that has the, the UFC fights. You can get on ESPN Plus uh, on your, your subscription, which I highly recommend if you are a UFC um, I'm kind of a beginner ish, you know, but I do like to, you know, watch the fights. But if you're like heavily in the UFC, I recommend this for you. I, I just appreciate those that, you know, that are on the TV. They're not pay-per-view before, you know, the one and the ones that are going up to the main event, because those are becoming some great fights, some great athletes, some great competitors. Uh, they put on a show. I was very impressed with majority of the fights. So bravo to Dana White. And every single person on Fight Island that, you know, just gave what the people want and what the people, that was worth my money. That was absolutely worth the money. And I cannot wait till the next one come around and see what kind of UFC uh, matches are going to be happening. So it's going to be awesome. This, however, 
is not awesome for me, even though it kind of is because I'm I'm happy for him in a sense, but kind of sad because of the years that he spent with the organization. I believe 12 years, Matthew Stafford has been the face of the Detroit Lions. And what has it got us with him being there? Some great records, uh, great yardages, some moments that, you know, he was taking the ball in himself. I'll never forget it, at least several years ago when we were down to the Dallas Cowboys. And yes, I'm saying this aloud here, being a resident of Texas, and he took the ball in himself and scored a touchdown and jubilation, absolute jubilation. My husband is a Cowboys fan, so I had to, you know, shout in his face and then, you know, go and run around our house. And then I pulled a cramp and you don't need to hear all that. But anyways, the 12 years that he's been there, Kelvin Johnson, Matthew Stafford, they were that duo. And we one or two times made it to the wild card during his career and didn't do anything. One time we uh, went to the wild card, lost to the Saints. The other time we went to the wild card, lost to the Cowboys. And now this big blockbuster trade happened where Matthew Stafford, house up for sale, has now moved to L.A. And Detroit Lions now have Jared Goff as their quarterback. And it took me a few days to marinate that because I had to just take a moment to reflect on on number nine, what he's done for our our organization and what he's done for the Lions as a whole. Now, has it gotten us the big results that we wanted? No. Has it gotten us multi-winning seasons? No. Has it gotten us basically anywhere near playoff contenders in our division? No, because we've been those kids that have been downstairs at the foot of the basement while everybody is having a good old time upstairs and having the best house party ever. We've been the ones that where we have just had nobody come down and, and, played board games with us or video games or anything else. Detroit Lions has either been third to last or dead last in their division for a very long time. This man has been, is just talented. He's 32, 33 years old, not washed up, has really sacrificed his strength, his body for many of games. And the issue is when we all saw him go down with rib injuries and other injuries that we had, our backups were not good. We did not have good, solid backups at all. So the laughing stock of the Detroit Lions became nothing but a thunderous roll on the floor laughing at the expense of everybody else that sees us and saw this team be just absolutely horrendous. So Jared Goff, coming from the Los Angeles Rams, spent five seasons there. And in 2020, he had 3,952 yards through 20 touchdowns, unfortunately 13 interceptions, 90 in rating. So he's 6'4", 225 pounds is what we get. Young, 26 years old is who we're going to get. Now, when I was talking about this on social media and getting all the Lions reactions, and there was a ton of reactions 
mixed reactions, surprisingly more good than bad. And then that was surprising because, you know, us as Lions fans, we've been through enough with the seasons that we've had, the years that we had, and many of those that have been Lions fans longer than I have, have seen the downs more than the ups when it comes to this organization. So we're getting a young quarterback, good athlete, great shape. He did have to have surgery on his throwing thumb. And I'm still marinating at the fact of what he's going to bring to the table. You know, the 20 touchdowns is great, but the 13 interceptions is quite frightening. But however, what I do have hope for, and this is the first time in a long time that I'm saying all this, is that we have a loaded coaching staff that's going to, I believe, actually going to get us some great wins and let me marinate on my own words for a minute because it actually feels good saying that now is it going to happen gosh i hope so if it doesn't happen i mean surprise surprise not really not shocked but seeing a cleveland browns organization with kevin stefanski at the helm for his first year and turning that team around it gives me hope. It gives many people that are fans, that are true Lions fans, hope that if a coach can go and take a team and make the players believe in themselves and believe what he's teaching them, as well as the rest of the coaches and the Browns having a phenomenal season, a phenomenal season, no OBJ. You know, each week I saw Baker improve. I don't know. I mean, you know, I know the dog pound saw something in that, but having a run in the postseason as they did, it's incredible. So that leaves me hope. That leaves me solace that hopefully Dan Campbell, new head coach of the Detroit Lions, Brad Holmes, new GM of the Detroit Lions, can do something with these coaches that are just part of this organization. I think that they can. So we're gifted with Jared Goff from the Rams. The Rams get Matthew Stafford. I I see such great potential in both ways. I think that this organization, I think we gave up a third rounder this year and two first round picks next year and the year after that, which again, we won on that round, but I hate to say this and it's probably gonna happen. And I already have seen many people that have agreed with me. I just think that Matthew Stafford is gonna be the key factor that the Rams, two LA teams gotta keep it straight. The Rams are going to the Super Bowl. I just think they're going back to the Super Bowl. I think this time they're gonna get a ring with Matthew Stafford. And it pains me to say that because I've had, you know, my beloved Detroit teams where great players, for example, Justin Verlander, leave our organization, go to a different organization and win with a, a different organization. Happy for them, but falling apart as a true Detroit fan. I don't switch teams. And those that I spoke to also that talk about that they are leaving because Matthew Stafford is no longer our quarterback and everything else. Bye. Don't let the door hit you hard. Let the door hit you hard. And that we don't want you back in the Honolulu blue and white. Go. Okay. Real fans, real dedicated fans stay and stick with their teams. And that's exactly what I'm doing with this one. I think it's still going to take me a minute to process all of this with Jared Goff. I think, again, with the coaches that we have, I think he's going to bring a factor. Now, again, the concerns that I have, and hopefully we get them fixed in the draft. And I'm going to have a a phenomenal guest on here, and I'm going to get his thoughts on it in the next few weeks for season three is what are the key components and the key pieces that we can get to make this team a real contender defense has been an issue forever with the Detroit Lions hopefully we get some help around offense so that we can protect Goff when he's in the pocket he's trying to make those passes and everything everything because he can throw he can throw 
just the, the offense has to do a better job with protecting the defense of any opponent that we play. And I'm tired of being in last place in our division. It is a tough division with the Bears, the Vikings, and the Aaron Rodgers, a.k.a. Green Bay Packers. You know, let's see if he returns to that team in the fall. Who knows? But I just hope that we get, you know, in case, God forbid, something happens to golf, he goes down or he has a, an emergency or, you know, an injury, that we get a good backup. That's all I ask. That's all I ask. Can we get a good backup? So good luck to the organization. Good luck to Matthew Safford there with the Rams. They got a gold mine. I think they get a ring. And good luck to us going moving forward. I think we're going we're gonna to do some good things. I think so. Still got my little bit of doubts that I have, but Dan Campbell, former player for the Detroit Lions, if he can go and, as he said, bite the kneecaps off of the opponents, which, oh my God, his speech just got me riled up to begin with in the first place. So is it fall yet? Is it football yet? I'm ready for it, but hopefully I really want to believe in this golf thing. I really do, y'all, ladies and gentlemen. I do. I do, I do, I do. So... It's already a done deal, so I'm just going to have to go with it, see what happens, and let's just go from there. And hopefully we're not those kids that are going to be there looking up at everybody, having a good time upstairs. We actually can make a move in our division and be real competitors this time. Hopefully they can do it this season coming up. I want to just recognize some amazing people that we, some legends that we did lose. We lost in the entertainment world and we lost here in the sporting realm. Hank Aaron, Hank Aaron at 86 years young, passed away a few weeks ago. And Home Run King, he held the home run record for 33 years, 755 homers. Uh, the leader in RBIs, 2,297. I, I believe in my heart of hearts, he was a very underrated player. But what he did, it, you know, you can watch all the YouTubes, you can watch all the videos, you can go on ESPN and Fox and pull them all up and watch our 30 for 30 special whatever, but what he did in the face of dealing with racism and bigotry uh, as a black player that grew up uh, in the, the segregated South and what he faced every day. I think I heard on uh, one of the shows that Stephen A. Smith was talking about that he got 3,000 letters of hate mail a day. 3,000. He sacrificed so much for so many players of color to get out there and to play the sport that they love. He's been one of those. He was one of those pioneers that did it. Uh, civil rights activist that pushed for um, unity. And um, the guest that I'm going to have on that is, that is uh, that was close to him, Don Thomas. And I really hope that you tune in. Uh, heard that nation with that. That I will ask him about his thoughts of. Hank Aaron and, you know, just growing up and idolizing him and being that close family member that he was and what he meant to him. Hank Aaron was just a, a force in, in the, the baseball world, but also a force as far as opening many doors for many black athletes to where they are now, to where they were in their careers and everything else. He truly will be missed. His legacy will live on forever. Thank you very much, Mr. Aaron, for what you have done for many people of color in the sports well in the sports world as well as other things. I was gifted on the first day because we're in Black History Month. So 
on February 1st, I was gifted the wonderful, this wonderful, wonderful book. I ordered it uh, just as I am. The great Cicely Tyson wrote a memoir and my wonderful friend, uh, Charity Washington, gifted me with an audio book. And yes, I'm today years old and I never had an audio book. I've got paperbacks, I got hardcovers, I got digital downloads, never had an audio book. Changed my whole entire mind and my heart and everything. I've been, uh, I think I'm like four or five chapters in and uh, just hearing her voice, the great Cicely Tyson we lost. Uh, age of 96, an actress, a model, an author of her memoir, Just As I Am. Please go get this book. It is phenomenal. Or you can, you know, follow the path that I'm doing and get the audio book. It's absolutely just phenomenal. Uh, passed away on January 26th. She, to me, in the movies that I got to watch with my great grand, not my great grandmother, sorry, my late grandmother, the first movie that I got to watch with her was the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. Absolutely a phenomenal, phenomenal film. The beautiful thing that Miss Tyson does is that she will take a character and you don't even see the actress. You don't see Cicely Tyson. She takes you deep into the person that she's portraying. And that is what she did brilliantly in this movie, as well as in Thank you, TCM. The other night they had a, a tribute to her on the 31st. Uh, they played Sounder. And I can watch that movie over and over again because her portrayal of uh, Sharecropper's wife, Rebecca, she is phenomenal in that movie. If you've not seen it, please do. Um, set in one of three Black actors, um, her and uh, the late Paul Winfield and Miss Diana Ross. They were the three that get nominated for Academy Awards during that time. It has never been accomplished in 1973. They were nominated for their incredible works. Diana Ross for incredible work in Lady Sings the Blues, which is another phenomenal film. But to have that beautiful soul of Miss Tyson her artistry, not only on the big screen, but small screen on, on how to get away with uh, murder. She was on, uh, I believe in the movie, um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman, Tyler Perry, which her and Tyler Perry had a very tight and close relationship. And he wrote some beautiful words about her. If you've not seen on his social media, go pull that up and check it out. She's done so many things and I'm surprised the awards have just not been just astronomical. Uh, as they should have been, you know, finally getting her honorary Oscar. She's won two Emmy Awards. She's got the Presidential Medal of Freedom that she was awarded by President Obama, the Kennedy Honors Award that she uh, also received. She is the embodiment of women, Black women, speaking up, speaking out about their who what they deserve, how they're valued. She She was that epitome of that and seeing story after story after story from celebrities that knew her and people that sat under her, the, the master classship of what she had taught them is, is going to be truly missing. Hopefully, uh, people that have met her and then me meeting her through screen, never got an opportunity to meet her, but through this book, through this audio book that was gifted to me, I just feel like that when she was talking in these chapters, because there's other, there's another incredible woman that's reading some of the chapters of this autobiography, a beautiful forward that is incredibly uh, read by Viola Davis. 
uh, a great act actress in her own right. Uh, it's just an incredible, incredible book, which I hope you all do pick up and, and read. We will truly miss her. Her legacy will live on for generations, I feel. Thank you, Ms. Tyson, for all that you have done on screen, off screen, and for many people, the lives that you touched, including mine. I thank you so much, Heard That Nation, for tuning in today. I appreciate every single one of you all that have checked out the website, heardthatwithmarisa.com. Give your feedback on social media. I'm on Twitter uh, at Lovely Marisa T. I'm on IG, the Marisa Tigney podcast, as well as Facebook. Hello. <laughs> Facebook. Facebook. I'm trying. Facebook has been like a little challenging word to say today. Facebook. Uh, heard that with Marisa Tigney. Uh, I, I appreciate every single one and I use this platform and I will continue to use this platform for wellness checks, for mental health. How are you doing? Hope everybody is out there staying safe, taking care of one another. Call your friends, call your family, distance hugs, social distancing. Please stay safe. Take care. Uh, as I always end the show, take care, stay safe. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.